This is the Grin Podcast, and I'm Hindul Sen Gupta. Welcome to one more edition of the Grin Podcast. We are absolutely delighted to welcome on to the Grin Podcast today a very special guest, Nirupama Rao Menon, or Nirupama Menon Rao, should I say, is one of the foremost, or was one of the foremost foreign service officers of the Indian government. She, in fact, was the second woman. to become india's foreign secretary she held some of the most important positions in india's foreign service around the world and now she has a new avatar nirupama menon rao now is the founder of the south asian symphony orchestra in a long tradition of using music to really bridge boundaries around the world she is using music classical music to bring together artists from across south asia and build a new format of dialogue for peace thank you very much nirupama for joining this podcast thank you hindol it's a pleasure to be here a privilege to be speaking about the south asian symphony orchestra and thank you for giving me this opportunity we are absolutely delighted to have you here uh I wanted to begin by asking you how did you come upon this idea what prompted you to build this orchestra Well in many ways as my husband calls it it was it began as a kind of mad cap idea and uh, when I was in the uh, still in the foreign service Uh, and i used to we used to do uh, apart from you know political diplomacy economic diplomacy cultural diplomacy was also a very important arm of our missions work and it interested me a great deal because i had been spokesperson i had i had discovered the power of public diplomacy and i felt we should be able to leverage uh, our strength not only of articulation but of deployment of our resources much better in the field of cultural diplomacy that we should learn to think more strategically about the utilization of commercial diplomacy uh, to create a better presence not only for india on the global stage but also to be able to reassure and to remove the suspicions and barriers that exist between us in south asia and our neighbors i'm talking of the old subcontinent i'm talking of the eight nations that together make up south asia and where i believe cooperation and regional integration has not been a success story so far that's a very interesting point and um, there have been many attempts in people to people dialogue through literature through education one constant effort of course is through cinema but in a sense uh, this south asian dialogue is going through a bad patch is it not and um, you know there has been many incidents of violence including between india and pakistan most recently um, and it does seem like the dream of south asian integration in a sense uh, seems a little bleak these days and i'm wondering why you feel the power of music could play a role in such a situation uh there are two reasons why i was drawn to music or to think of music as an instrument to draw these nations together 
first of all music has been somewhat of a passion for me i've been deeply interested in music from my childhood and i've pursued it over the years and i've found that it has in many ways helped me reach out to people and make uh, lasting friendships and uh, given a certain dimension to my life that is important and substantive for me personally that is one aspect of it the second aspect of it is i found music although yes you may argue that there is martial music there is the music that accompanies the drum beat of war there is music that has led in the past to communal riots for instance in our part of the world but there is also that music and i would like to cite the example particularly of the east western divan orchestra that was set up by edward said and daniel barenboim between israel and palestine and how it brought israeli and palestinian youth together people who were completely driven apart and had stayed apart and existed apart uh, with deep suspicion they brought the orchestra brought these people together you heard them play in ramallah for instance at at the very epicenter of the dispute and i thought to myself why is it that we can't think of something similar a similar initiative which uses music for south asia and to me music is a political i don't believe in using music for political ends i believe music has a humanitarian dimension to it and that is what i'm focusing on in the pursuit of this initiative i'm glad you mentioned edward said and daniel barenboim of course edward said wrote pow- powerfully about this experiment too and yes. in fact there is of course that wonderful documentary about Uh, how they managed to organize this wonderful concert at Ramallah quite right and um, i wanted to ask you in fact about how your work speaks to the work that uh, people like edward said and daniel barnboy um were able to do a palestinian in 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 a sense a palestinian muslim and um, a jew um do you see or have you collaborated or do you intend to collaborate in perhaps a similar way maybe with a pakistani as an indian yourself Uh, well let me first of all uh, begin by saying that you know i am neither an academic as edward said was nor am i a professional musician as daniel barenboim is i have come to this from the world of diplomacy and i've come to this uh, from a from a slightly different ecosystem and i, I know the difficulties involved in this uh, terrain where india and pakistan are concerned particularly i think uh, you know uh, for 70 years we have had these problems these con- this conflict these tensions between us and i i know and i'm you know i'm willing to admit that i just this infinitesimal you know self of mine cannot in any way solve the disputes between india and pakistan it requires much more uh, than you know just one person's effort but i think that in our own small way uh, i think i often ask myself what am i here for i mean what are all the years of my existence here uh, in this you know life of ours for if i'm not able to use the experience that i was able to garner in those long years in diplomacy uh, for the good of my my environment and this region to which i belong i just you know just to uh, go a little way off deflect a little way off our conversation the other day uh, when i was in the united states you know they have these 
DNA checks that they carry That's on. That's right. Yes. To tell you your origin. Yes. And uh, just for a lark, I sent in, you know, as a DNA sample uh, to a laboratory which was checking, you know, your DNA and telling you what your origins were. And I expected it to come back with a very interesting analysis of all the different you know the multitudes that i contained as walt whitman would say and it just came back with one single sentence 100% south asian <laughs> and that that is what it said so one we are all 100% south asian whether we are uh, afghans or pakistanis or indians or nepalis or bangladeshis bhutanese of course they they do have you know uh, the the tibetan connection also yes. but we take sri lankans take the maldivians so this you know also makes you wonder you know we think of ourselves as being separate as being different as being above or below people i think it's you know we don't seem to understand the universality that connects us and i don't mean to sound pollyanna ish but i just want to start from a common a purpose or a common premise and that's why i've termed my initiative the south asian symphony orchestra and i would like to use music to create an orchestra i know we don't have a tradition of orchestras in our region uh, we used to have perhaps in the 50s and 60s we still have our military orchestras the army navy and air force uh, orchestras and our military bands as they're called perform beautifully i think at for instance at republic day and beating retreat but otherwise we don't have apart from the symphony orchestra of india that functions out of the national center for the performing arts in mumbai and that is incidentally conducted by a kazakh musician and that has a majority of kazakh musicians in the orchestra we don't we really don't have an all indian symphony orchestra or, an, or a, for that matter no south asian symphony orchestra so i realized that i'm starting something very new and untested and there are there is a gamble involved here but i am so far encouraged by the response i have received there's been a lot of support for this so initiative. tell us a little bit about the response you have received you know what have been the yeah. most heartwarming uh, moments for you in this journey How many years has it been since you have started this orchestra? Uh, you will not believe it. It's just about about I I established the South Asian Symphony Foundation in Bangalore in June last year. So here we are in April. So it's about barely a year, not April. even a year essentially. Not even a year, about ten months. And I really started work on putting together the orchestra in August. In August. Right. Uh, 2018 so that makes it about 8 months or so right. since i began my effort but in this and short uh, period what have been the most heartwarming incidents for you yeah the most heartwarming incident for incidents for me or this most heartwarming experiences for me has been uh, first of all just the way people have responded secondly that this has been a voyage of discovery and i've been able to reach out to the farthest corners of this region and beyond to find talent and i'm amazed at the kind of talent that i've found the professional aptitude of the musicians that we have been able to identify and yes we do have amateur musicians also in the orchestra but there are a lot of professional musicians who have also uh, lent their strength to the orchestra as it were starting from our conductor who is indian american who lives in houston 
who studied under Kurt Mazur, the famous German conductor, if you remember, yes, who was involved right. with the Dresden Dresden Symphony. And you, when you think of Dresden, you think of World War II, you think of, and you think of German unification. Kurt Mazur was was very deeply involved in, you know, trying to bring uh, the East and West German sides together at the time of reunification. And he used music as as one of the instruments to do that. And it is, uh, you know, in a sense fitting that our conductor, Vishwa Subaraman, uh, was mentored by Kurt Masua. And uh, so he understands the purpose of what we're trying to do to kind of, as I say, bridge and transform and inspire, which is really the motto of the foundation and the orchestra. So that was one aspect. The other thing was to be able to reach out into war to, uh, civil war-torn Afghanistan and to find these wonderful musicians, musicians who in the midst of the rubble of destruction, of bombing, of war, of threats to their very existence, young people in their teens who have, de- who have decided to devote their lives to, to music and to becoming better uh, creative persons and in who, for whom music has been a means to forget all the depression and despondency and, and essentially the hopelessness around them. And the way they have responded together with the director of the Afghan National Institute of Music, Dr. Ahmed Sarmast, who recently won the Polar Prize, which is a kind of Nobel for music in Sweden. Uh, to be able to reach out to Afghanistan, to build this bridge has been a wonderful experience. Similarly, you know, to be able to uh, find musicians in the South Asian diaspora, people who have been, uh, who've been, who were born and educated abroad, and who are professional musicians in their own right, besides our conductor. Uh, we found flautists, we found French horn players, all with very South Asian identity and ethnicity. Uh, who are going to be a part of, of this orchestra. And everybody has just come forward with the greatest of enthusiasm. You know, nobody has asked us, why are we doing this? Perhaps they ask us, how are we going to do this? But never, never a question about the reason why we are doing this. Let's talk a little bit as we come to the end of this interview. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your plans in the future. Uh, you're yes. a singer yourself. Um, have been performing. Uh, I myself heard a wonderful rendition of Tagore's Anandoloki, Mongolaloki sung by you. Uh, so what plans do you have in the future? Do you see yourself singing more? Are there going to be many more performances of the orchestra? Well, uh, first of all, as far as the orchestra is concerned, I'd like to tell our listeners about Chirag, uh, which is the name of the concert of the South Asian Symphony Orchestra that takes place in Mumbai next month, April 26th, at the National Center for the Performing Arts. I would like to inform everybody who's listening to this podcast and those of them who are in Mumbai to come to the concert and listen to the South Asian Symphony Orchestra. We have a wonderful repertoire, not only of Western classical works, but we've commissioned two original works from South Asia, literally. One of them is called Hamsafar, a musical journey through South Asia, which will incorporate indigenous musical instruments and players from the region and in fact we are hoping to have uh, not only some Afghan uh, young musicians play but also some musicians from Kashmir so we will have and that will be a unique I think lend a unique flavor to the performance and we also have a Bollywood song 
from the 1950s that has been rearranged and also in a sense uh, worked on a little by uh, a very bright young Indian American composer called Kamala Sankaram which is in uh, father Indian mother American and that is also going to be premiered at the concert so uh, so I think uh, anybody and everybody who comes to the to the event I'm sure will enjoy these two world premieres as it were as far as my singing is concerned well I have been giving concerts and I gave two this year in January one in Trivandrum and one in Bangalore I performed with two of my Sri Lankan friends Soundari Rodrigo and Niranjan De Silva and we are a threesome and we perform from time to time yes and I've begun to include a lot of Tagore repertoire in what I sing because I enjoy singing it and I discovered uh, Tagore songs when I was a trainee at the National Academy of Administration in Missouri in 1973 and I've always wanted to to learn more uh, Rabindra Sangeet and to be able to sing it so I enjoy that and will probably continue to do that. As far as the orchestra is concerned, I, the next uh, project is to commission 30 songs for orchestra uh, from the popular music of the region because I think to popularize orchestras in our part of the world, uh, they must also play music that audiences are familiar with. So that is going to be a part of what I'm going to do next. So we're going to have a great South Asian songbook. It's wonderful. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned the Bollywood song. Which song was this that you are, in a sense, reinventing? Uh, that is going to be a secret for now. Okay. It's going to be a surprise. So you have to come to the concert to listen to it. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful, Nirupama Menon Rao. That's a wonderful uh, initiative. Uh, I hope through music and through the strains of your beautiful orchestra, there is more Bonhomi in the South Asian region, which truly needs it at this point in time. And congratulations Absolutely. for all your wonderful work. Thank you. Thank you, Hindol. I think uh, we're all a part of this. And uh, I think we all must support any initiative there is uh, that, that helps build more understanding in the region. Absolutely. On that lovely note, thank you very much for speaking to us and thank you for joining this podcast. Thank you, Hindol. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.